Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Natalie's here. Natalie Reese. You can check her out at NatalieReese.com. <laughs> She's volunteered to be another guinea pig yet again. We're trying to commentate a movie live on air because um, we, you know, are so involved in the movie and we've got some insight into what people have to say about that. Um, how are you going, Natalie? I'm very well, thank you. Yourself? Uh, yeah, I'm okay. I'm actually feeling good. I had a good sleep in this morning. Oh, really? As you had a busy weekend? Yes. How much sleep? Yeah, pretty much. Working and partying too hard and playing too hard. <laughs> mm. Okay, so the basic idea is that we're gonna, we're, we've got a DVD player here hooked mm-hmm. to the system. We press play and we tell you when we press play and you can w- either watch along or you can just listen to this as a podcast. So if you've got Moulin Rouge on DVD, put it on your DVD player and uh, press play now. If that makes sense. So you can either listen to this podcast on your iPhone or iPod while you're watching the, the uh, movie or you can, um, or on your computer if you've got quick time, you can overlay it on your, your computer's uh, DVD player. It's a thing called Renegade Commentaries. It's sort of a very obscure format of doing podcasts. Have you ever heard of this, Nelly? No, it's all new to me. Um... So, uh, have you ever? Se- We're watching Moulin Rouge today, by directed by Baz Luhrmann. Have you ever seen this before, Nelly? I have seen it many a times. <laughs> Do you remember when you first saw it? Ooh, is it too loud? It's okay. It's okay. We'll mm. see in a little bit. But um, yeah. How old would I have been? Fourteen. What year was it released? Um, I remember seeing it in 2001 and I had it, I actually saw it during my TE exams, I think. Okay, so if it's 01, I would have been 15. Yeah. We should get the Wikipedia page up. (laughs) Okay. I remember I had a Japanese exchange student over. So yeah, it would have been year 10, 15, and I made her go watch it. She probably didn't understand any of it, but she loved it. And then she bought the DVD. (laughs) Um, did they have Japanese subtitles on the DVD? Or no, she just no, no. She watched it in English. She watched it in English. It's probably good. Like I like watching films in Japanese that I can't understand either. It doesn't helps you. Um, yeah. Get in sync with. Yeah, nice crunching there of the ice, James. By the way. Oh yeah, thanks. <laughs> I'm glad you can hear that. Sorry, I'm just gonna be a nerd and actually uh, plug in and see if I can hear myself on my iPhone coming through the live to see if our feed is live or not. Okay. So have here you ever we- tried listening to Mish Fem on your iPhone? Unfortunately, I don't have an iPhone, but I'm thinking of getting one, but I'm just a little bit scared of getting one. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, look! We're in Paris. Montemarty. It's beautiful. Wow. I'm sure oh, those it's working. prostitutes Sweet. aren't thinking it's that beautiful, are they? Probably thinking it's quite grim. I remember when this first scene came up and you're flying through uh, uh, Paris. I was like... Because at the time... I was not as huge a fan of Baz Luhrmann. I mean, I really like Strictly Boring, but I was not a huge fan of Romeo and Juliet. Okay, I like Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, I, I like it now. Now that I've, like, you know... I've liked Moulin Rouge so much and Strictly Boring, I've gone back and watched Romeo and Juliet, and I've seen, you know... I, I've really started to like this because I've... You came to You know, looked at it in deeper rather than just going, oh, f- some trashy Shakespeare redo or something like that. <laughs> And I sort of started to appreciate the filmmaking and stuff like that. And uh, 
Mm-hmm. But see, I think when you're young, listening to Shake, watching Shakespeare in a movie after you're studying it in school, reading the books, it was like, ugh. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I never watched it at high school. I watched it when I was older, so mm. maybe that's why I enjoyed it more. Yeah. Um, okay, so we've got Moulin Rouge on uh, Wikipedia. Huh? Just a little comment here. Got to tell you that I love Ewan McGregor. Beautiful. Oh, really? Talented. Mm. So is he considered hot by girls these days? I think so, yeah. Why not? He's not typically uh, good looking, but it's definitely an it's like, appeal oh, there. It's not like people go like, oh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. He's so hot. All the girls get excited when he's got a new movie coming out. Mm. At least they used to. Especially back yeah. in Romeo and Juliet not days. Not anymore. But everyone's like, what? You and McGregor lead? Mm. No, no. I think, well, a different kind of Did you know he like could him. sing before this? No. Or you just came in like, whoa. Yeah, singing. I didn't know until this. I don't really know Nicole Kidman could sing either. Well, she can't really, can she? No, no. But she <laughs> did know. go on and, hey, she did go on and do a single after that with uh, Robbie Williams that wasn't really related yes, to this. Yes, she did too. But then she always how is talking about how she doesn't want to sing. Yeah, Recently yeah. in a film, she had to sing and she was talking about it. I can't remember what film it was. It was so strange why why that came about, the uh, Nicole Kidman, Robbie Williams duet. Yeah. I wonder I if I can find out when that happened. What was it? Something stupid? Yeah, something stupid like I love you. Doo, doo. Yeah, I don't know why that came about. Now, even before I saw this movie, my friends had already seen it because it was during the tea and so the people who hadn't seen it being during the tea exams um, went and saw it, uh, you know, while we were doing exams and then I went and saw it as soon as it was, like, finished. And they were like, guess what? Nicole Kidman dies. Spoiler. And I'm like, <laughs> well, thanks a lot. <laughs> And they're like, well, no, it's okay, because you, you find out straight at the beginning. But, you know, it kind of spoils... Even though it, they tell you right at the start of the movie that she's going to die, it um still kind of spoils... I wish I'd gone into it and not seen it mm. somewhat. Another Did anyone spoil it for you, Lana? No, no. I think as soon as it was out, I was at the cinema watching it. Um, I actually went to the Moulin Rouge, that little... Oh, yeah, the windmill. windmill there. I actually went there when I was in Paris. When was that? When or where? When? When. About ooh, three months back now. Oh. Yeah, it was Good beautiful. for some. Uh, yeah. So did you go in? Yeah, of course I went in. So what do they do there? They do the can-can. <laughs> Are they nude? No. They're um, half-dressed. Mm. Some of the girls, you can see their breasts, some you can't, but it's not really... Um, so they have tassels or something? Yeah, it's not grotesque. It's it's art. It's classy. It's classy. <laughs> There's a, a new game out called uh, The Saboteur, which a video game, um, and it's set in Nazi-occupied Paris. And um, wow. if you buy the game new, there comes with a little uh, code that you can put into the game and you can make all the cabaret dancers nude if you want. But if you buy it secondhand, you don't get that code. So they're trying to encourage people to buy it new so they get wow. more money. Isn't that a strange thing to promote? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, this guy is David Wenham. Is it? Yeah. That, the girl in the middle. Why can't we hear people speaking? I think it's the point of it, is it? I don't know. Because he's all like La La Land and he's just seeing things rather than actually... Hearing the people speak. Maybe the speaking comes through the other channel. 
do you think? Maybe we're just going to get the movie. Yeah, I think we're only getting the... The speaking. The sound. The, um, um, is there a way to fix this, James? Yes, I'll just plug something else different in. Uh, so tell us more about um, going to the Moulin Rouge. How, how much does it cost? Do you have to queue up? Yeah, it is actually quite expensive. I think it was about 300 Australian dollars. But um, 300 Australian dollars, I think it was worth it. Definitely. It was, um, I must say, I was a little disappointed, like not in the dancing, more that they didn't do the full-on can-can in a big line. They kind of did the can-can a little bit here, a little bit there. But um, they didn't do the big line where they go around in a circle. So uh, that was disappointing. But besides that, definitely well worth it. And apparently a lot of the dancers there are actually Australian. They're not Parisians. Did you know that, James? No. Mm. No, I did not know that. (laughs) James is just trying to plug in so we get some voices as well as uh, the music. Here we going. Yep, that's working, James. No, it's got a little ring, a little buzz to it. But yeah, um, if you are to go to Paris, to go to the Moulin Rouge, make sure you do book in advance because it does sell out um, quite in advance, especially if you're going on a Saturday night. So I just recommend that to you. Can you hear me sound now? Um, very quietly, yeah. Yep, there we are. It's working. But just a little bit quiet. So let's just uh, read a little bit about Moulin Rouge here. It tells... Um, sorry, can what? I interrupt Yeah, you can interrupt, can I interrupt you? Yeah, that's um, fine. Now that I'm back at the microphone. Um, uh, how many people does it seat? Like, what is the... It's is it like a stadium big. seating? Or is it like no, a theatre? No, no, no. It's a theatre. Say, like, for people that are from Perth, Regal Theatre. Not that I've ever actually been there, I don't think. Um, no. You kind of sit down at a table and you have your champagne and you... Um, drink your champagne while you watch the dancers and they have not just the dancers but they also have okay so i've somehow reset the oh no here we go. there you are <laughs> they also have other performers like magicians and uh singers and things like that but mm. you can also go for dinner but the dinner thing oh there's kylie hello kylie, kylie. so david Wen- have you picked out david wenham who's an australian actor who's dressed up as a woman in this which i think she's already left by now but that yeah. did you ever notice? Realize that woman was David. No, I didn't realize that until you told me that. Yeah, he's a very versatile <laughs> actor. This is a funny bit. What else has David Wenham been in recently? Um, I don't know. Looking up on IMDb, he was in. Uh, I'll make a new tab so we can keep that. Okay, in. good boy. <laughs> Um, have you ever had absinthe? No. No, I don't really want to because Even that's... Even fake absinthe? 
No, I've had the other one, which is like chartreuse or something. Oh, yeah, chartreuse, yeah. That was on my 18th birthday, and that made me feel very sick. That's... Who's that girl on the end? Is that... I don't know. Is it Little Kim? No, no, no. I love this. It's amazing. Um, I've never had real absinthe. It's been a goal of mine to have... Oh, well, you should do it. But I think you have to go to the Czech Republic because that's the only place where they can legally make it because it's illegal. Oh, well, I was there. I should have done it, hey? Yeah. I didn't. I want to find out who one of those... Yeah, so I'm talking about the girl right on the end there. The left side? Yeah, the green... Entertain us. I wonder how much. Th- I always wonder how much the royalty rights for this song is because it's got samples from so many different. Yeah. I mean, I mean, this whole movie really. He's so lucky, Basman, to get a movie that lets you use all this music. Uh, yeah. Mixed together. All right. You can, can, can. I thought. I'm just going to twitch, see if we can put subtitles on so that we can hear what's going on. Okay. Maybe they don't even have subtitles. Hmm. Language selection. Those listening at home are now out of sync because we have stopped. <laughs> so, yeah, apologies about that. So, what are you looking up? I'm just looking lo- for that lady at the end. Yeah. In the green. I thought it was. That. I don't know. Possibly was it? Christine Arnoux, but I don't know if I'm making that up. So. Was it not like Eve or someone? One of the ones that was in the music video with uh, Christina Aguilera? It could have been. Aguilera? Is it Aguilera? Uh. It's not Christina Arnoux. I don't know who it is. I thought she was just Australian. Yeah, it is her, man. I remember reading it somewhere. You're a big Christine Arnoux fan? Yeah, see, there she is, Christine Arnoux. She's in the green. Well, this is what we've learned so far about Jim Rich FM commentaries is that we need a different cable to plug in to actually get audio. We get music for some reason. So I'm sorry, wonder if it's a stereo coming. Anyway, that's very key to talk. That's all right. Have you ever considered becoming a courtesan, Natalie? Yes. No. The big Do they have one at the real Moulin Rouge? No. No. 
I remember listening to the actual real commentary for this, and yeah. uh, Baslam's wife is always going on about the carvings on this little thing that's between the two men here. Okay. I wonder if anyone... There we go, the carvings. Okay. See that? Mm-hmm. It's a work of art. That's why she got the Oscar. <laughs> the Duke. Now, so this is a lot bigger now, than the Now, do the, the men at Moulin the real Rouge, do they dress up? Um, like him with like white, no. white tie. No, it's full of tourists, so, mostly yeah. Australians and Americans. And so they're not dressed up; they're just like yeah, we're there. all dressed up. Ah, right, okay, cool. See, there's Christina Arnoux again, there on the right hand side. Man, you're a huge Christina Arnoux fan. What has Christina Arnoux been up to? <laughs> I think I saw her on a TV show that was on. Uh, I don't know SBS. She, I don't know what she's been up to, but um, and it has. she's coming in the Sapphires. In a band? No, the Sapphires in Black Swan. It's a play they're doing at the start of next uh, year, along with uh, Casey Donovan, Kylie Farmer, uh, Kenneth Ransom, uh, Jimmy Barney, I think, and, of course, the lovely Oliver Wen. Oh, wow. <laughs> Just thought I might bring that up. So, uh, Oliver Wen, he's, you know, making it big time. What's he up to these days? Um... When does that start? Does that, has he start, started rehearsing already? No, they start in January and it goes on at the end of January. Acting and TV career. Oh, that's right. Claudia Cavan. So which one's... Where, who's Claudia Cavan? No, I know who she is, but why are you bringing her up? Uh, she was in a film, Dating the Enemy. Oh, okay, with Claudia Cavan. Hmm. Yes, right. Uh, she was in The Matrix and The Matrix Reloaded. Okay. And Enter the Matrix, a video game, as a, I guess, a side character. Okay. God, everyone in Australia was, uh, was in the Matrix. I think I saw myself in there somewhere. Oh! Um, so do diamonds win your heart, Nelly, if a guy gave you a diamond, or are they just kind of passe these days? Um, you know, diamonds never go down badly, no. Mm. But, um... Do you think about diamonds a lot? No. You don't design your own like engagement ring in your head or something? No. I do have diamond earrings at the moment that my parents gave me for my 21st birthday. Is that what you're wearing? Yeah. I can't see them because of your headphones. Yeah. (laughs) But I wouldn't say that I'm obsessive with diamonds. He's very good. Um, What's his name? What's his name again? Is it Richard... He did that film yeah. that he directed about, oh God, is it Richard Roxburgh? Uh, maybe, yeah. There is um, Jim Richard Roxburgh, yeah. Yeah, the Duke of... He recently made a movie in Australia, didn't he? Yeah, he directed a film called... It was involved with the Sydney Theatre Company. What was he... What was it? Yeah, Romulus, my father. Yeah. I went to did see you see it. that? Yes, I did go to see that. Was and it I good? saw. Yeah, it was good. Um, maybe a little bit slow, but I saw him. He, no, had, he was interviewed started. afterwards. He was in what? He was. It was a talking pictures at Luna oh, yeah. Cinema just say? down here. Pardon? I've been thinking of trying to get Annie to let me record those talking pictures, and I don't know if she's still involved with them or not, and put them on Generation Fan. Yeah, I'm sure she would be interested, but um, you'd have to get the permission of 
whoever's speaking as yeah. well, yeah. I would think, because that could be a possible, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, how good would be these costumes being in them? One of my um, favourite um, podcasts is Creative Screenwriting Magazine, where they just record the Q&As that they organise after their shows in LA. Uh-huh. I always get really interested people, so I love to do that sort of in Australia. Yeah. And we have these talking picture events. So. But, um... Now, Romeo's My Father had Eric Banner in it. Yes. What do you think of Eric Banner? Is he... Um... stuff? Yeah, he's good. I just recently saw... The, Time Traveler's Wife? Yeah, The Time Traveler's Wife, which he was in. He was good. He's very good. Uh, do you wish there was someone else playing that role, or is he fine for that? I think he was good, but he's not very good looking, really, is he? I. He's got a good body. <laughs> but um, they could have got someone hotter. Yeah. <laughs> Who <laughs> no, would you but... like? What's hot for you? Um, You're a Tom Cruise fan, eh? No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm a bit of... Who would have been good in that role? Who you and McGregor. Yeah, you could have cast him, man. Yeah, why so not? So he's one-upped on Eric Banner. Yeah, but Eric oh, Banner's Hugh talented. Hugh yes, Hugh would have been perfect, but Hugh probably had so better huge, projects. You're a big Hugh fan. Yeah. But um, no, don't get me wrong. Eric Banner's a very talented man. Although I must say he was um, in a f- film. What was it called? I can't remember anything today. Uh, the one about uh, the other Berlin girl. Yeah, yeah. And his English accent was terrible. All right. Oh, and he totally got to hang out with Scarlett Hansen and Natalie Portman and make love to them. Yeah, yeah. Hot. Man, when I saw this, I was just it was like going on a roller coaster, this opening whole thing probably Yeah. Up until now. It doesn't even slow down really, but it Yeah. You just go in and you get thrown into this world and you know, that's the like the thing I like about movies are the worlds that people create and And that's the great awesome. thing about this film. It's just yeah. so amazing and it sticks in your mind afterwards as well. Yeah. I've actually heard of people complain like, Oh, the cutting was too fast and it was all like and I'm just like, Man, go see another movie then. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is You're something going. pretty unique that was a real experience, like a cinematic experience that you know, we're just watching a cinema monitor, you don't really appreciate it. Um like this, but I still, tri- I still, I can remember the first time I saw this movie. It still triggers me. Yeah. <gasps> I'm dying. Oh, <gasps> Nicole. No. She's not well. That's quite good that we're doing a Baz Luhrmann first, film first off because uh, he's Australian, yes. I guess. An Australian director. Are you a fan? Of Baz? Yeah. Why not? I think Strictly Boring was probably... I don't really have a favourite film of all time, but Strictly Boring would be one of my nominees. Yeah, I think Strictly Boring is a very good film. Funny. Did you see Australia? I did see Australia. It was a bit of a letdown, I must say. How about for you? Who's that woman there? Um, I don't know. I always wonder that. I love it when she does the tango later on. Tango scene, the tango scene in this movie is like blew my blew my mind. <laughs> um, yeah, Australia. The thing is, in preparation for seeing Australia, I watched Gone of the Wind, Gone with the Wind for the first time. Okay. And that's what inspired him to make that movie. It's like Australian Gone with the Wind, and I can totally see that now. 
Mm-hmm. And people who were thinking of seeing a contemporary film, I think, especially get disappointed because he made it so old-fashioned. There's no story. It goes along for ages. You know, I mm-hmm. wish they had an intermission, like, because that's what yeah. it... I mean, they pretty much had a spot for an intermission there. During... I actually uh, watched it in two sittings. Oh, really? Oh, you didn't see it at the movies? No, I didn't get to see it at the movies. But I saw it and I watched... Yeah, yeah. there's a spot where you could easily have intermission where I actually did have intermission yeah, yeah. and um, came back the next day and watched the second half. I wonder if he asked him if he could have an intermission and the theatres were like, no, nah, we don't do them anymore. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Because it is oh, such an old-fashioned movie and... But I just think it I think could... if you if you're a fan of those old movies, you'll love this. Like I know some people who are, they're like, "Whoa, it's so good to see someone doing an old school movie." But modern audiences are so used to you know modern filmmaking with really strict plots that keep ticking along and. Yeah, but I think uh, also the problem with Australia was that it wasn't as it wasn't an Australian film, was it? Hmm. It was an American film, an Australian. Or- which is sad because we're used to seeing an Australian film that has to be well, really hard That's and the gritty. Problem. I think it was an Australian film, but we, like, I don't know, Baz, or at least the writers, were thinking of it from a perspective of what of Americans. Because they have to, like, to get such a high budget for Australian film, and, you know, it has to be marketable to Australia. And they're the guys who have the Outback Steakhouses, which I've never been to because they're not in Australia. <laughs> they have this, you know, idea of what Australia is. Yes. And to get, you know, the $150 million it made, which is the most expensive movie, Australian movie, you know, you can't... The most money ever made in a film in Australia is $50 million, which I think Australia made in there. Yeah. The movie Australia made $50 million in Australia, which is the highest ever, except for maybe Titanic. But that's... You, you will never recoup the cost just by selling it to Australia for if you're going to make a $150 million movie. No. It's true. That's the problem with our industry. <laughs> it's funny how, I mean, this gives you, really freaks me out that Australia came out last year and this came out in 2000, 2001. So it was like, it took him seven years to make Australia. Yeah. I mean, he had the cancelled Alexander the Great project in between, mm-hmm. but I wonder how long it's going to take. He swears the next movie is going to come out really soon. He's doing The Great Gatsby, apparently. Okay. Do you like, have you read the book Great, Great Gatsby? No, I haven't. Um, I'll be interested to see what it comes out like. I should read the book before I see it, though, right? No, you should see the movie, then read the book. Really? That's the rule. No, the rule's the other way around. No, it's not. Because the books are always better because they're longer and in more depth and everyone goes, oh, it's not as good as the book. Rather, you see the movie and then you like it, then you watch the book, read the book and you go, oh, the book is really cool. And then you can start to hate the movie, but then you still got to have that first time to watch and enjoy the movie. But if you read the book, see the film first, and then read the book, then you don't have because you're you don't have any imagination because all the characters are set out in the movie, and so you can't. That's true. Imagine and I've and considered I like, that, but I think the, the positives outweigh those negatives. Each their own, James. <laughs> because it's the same way. The other way, you go to the movie and you have your own idea of the characters, and you're like, "This is nothing like how I imagined it," and you hate it. But so that's alright. You just forget. So it. then you only ever like the book. At least when you re- watch the movie, you like the movie, and then you read the book, and you like the book better. But at least that one time, you still enjoy the movie. So you got two enjoyments out of the one property. Okay. And that's my going theory. Valid point. You can email us at jimmys.fm at gmail.com and tell us your opinions. You can say who's wrong, who's right. <laughs> I should set up a poll. Yeah.
Um, some point here, Nicole Kidman's nipple falls out. It does not. It does. I don't know if it's gone by or not. But, uh... I never remember that. I'll point I it out if I, I see it. I wasn't looking for it, was I? Well, I guess you're not a guy who's, like, got a slow-mo f- slow feature on his DVD player going, Yes! <laughs> not that it's hard to find Nicole Kidman's nipple in the th- cinema, but... No, that's true as well. It's exciting to see it in a PG movie. So this this DVD doesn't even have subtitles, so we can't even... No, it's unfortunate. This is a funny bit. When she falls off the floor off the bed, I think you see the nipple. Get ready, fellas, for the slow-mo. It's probably coming at you right now if you've started this movie. There it is. You see it? No. Boom. It's sort of popped out there. Dun, dun, dun. Her right breast. There you go. Whoa. <laughs> You're impressed. Yeah, I'm immensely impressed. Man, this bit's so epic. But this one. I love this song, it's beautiful. Oh, it's so gorgeous. See her mind just blow. We should do this at the next karaoke night. Yes. I You were an Ellen John fan? Yeah. Definitely. Oh, it's so gorgeous. Look, I like cinematography too. Yeah. I think it's Basil we got a new cinematographer in Australia. It kind of was a bit of a letdown in cinematography. Mm. The sumptuous feast that is his Red Curtain trilogy. <laughs> when I wrote this song, it's for people like you that keep it turned on. Oh. At one point, I wanted to learn the piano and be a, become a better singer just so I could sing this to a, a lady yes. and get up on stage and you be like, would just I dedicate this song to this special lady in the audience. And she'll be like, oh, is it me? <laughs> They're blue, I think. What's blue? Her eyes. Nicole's. Yeah, he said he doesn't know if they're green or they're blue. Do you reckon they're contacts? No. Do you wear contacts? No. Have you ever considered getting contacts to change your eye colour? No. I like my eye colour. Mm-hmm. Whoa. The moon's even smiling. Oh, he's so in love with her. <laughs> well, how can he be? He just met her, but you know. He's so in lust with her. Mm-hmm. I think Nicole's very good at looking beautiful, isn't she? I'm not a huge Nicole Gimmer fan. Well, I don't think anyone is, but you know, like, we should stop giving her a hard time. Because she does all right for herself. Mm. Have you seen the movie Birth? No, it's about like when she's in the bath with the kid and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, no. She looks like they've done her up like a little pixie. She has really short hair, hmm. and it's a really interesting movie. And uh, it's one of those movies where I wonder if 
if it was a different actress, whether I would have been like my favorite movie of all time, and now it's just a good movie. Yeah. Okay. Or maybe she actually made it good. Look how long her eyebrows are in this. Holy crap! <laughs> I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Oh my god, it's gonna put me off from it. Drawn it, drawn them out. Do you do? Do you change your eyebrow shape? I plucked them a little bit, but I haven't at the moment. Hmm. Is he just realizing that he's not the Duke? No. Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. But she's just fallen in love with him. You oh. have no money. Uh, Toulouse. Toulouse for a check. You're only an artiste. <gasps> there he is there. What to do? Oh. Do you realize the guy who's playing Toulouse is actually a tall guy? It's John Leguizamo, and he's just walking around on his knees all the time to make him look like a dwarf. Oh. Interesting. Do you have uh, outfits like this, Natalie? No, no. I want to go to a party dress like this, though. Mm. Well, not like this. I want to go to a party dress. Just this. watch your nipple because it might fly out. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go in a like samba costume. Boo-da-boo. Yeah. Oh, gosh, he's disgusting. He plays <laughs> so well. So who plays this guy? Richard Roxburgh. That is Richard Roxburgh? No. Yes. Yes, it is. It's amazing. Oh my god. I don't even recognize him. Oh, he plays so such he's dyed his whole he, eyes and Yeah, he plays a creep very well. It's funny he looks like other actors while he's doing this. He looks like um his teeth, they must be fake teeth as well cuz his teeth aren't like that. I always think of he's the guy from Killing Zoe. Oh, okay. Oh wait, no, I'm thinking of someone else. Let's just go back to Richard for a sec. I just want to see uh, his education. He's a NIDA grad. Okay. Righto. The Duke. He hasn't really done uh, much, has he? But he's going to be playing Bob Hawke. Huh? Bob Hawke? In what? They in make a, a movie about Bob Hawke? Yeah. Oh, awesome. Interesting fact about Bob Hawke. I once dated... Oh, his, a telly movie. I once dated Bob Hawke's uh, grandson when I was 14. Oh, really? Yep. Did you ever hang out with his family? No. Nah, he didn't in, like Is that in WA? Yeah. Richard Roxburgh. Do you keep in touch? Is no. that a lost love? Yeah, it was like one of those two-week relationships. Uh, yeah. It's a lovely guy. <laughs> what, what, why did you break up? You didn't have a connection. Or was it <laughs> an intricate affair with some other girl? No, uh, to be honest, the reason we broke up <laughs> was because he had calluses on his hands. And he bit the calluses, and it was the most annoying habit, and I couldn't date someone that bit their calluses. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to end it there. A so there you have it, guys. Reason. Bob Hawke's grandson bites his calluses on his hand. <sighs> yeah. Very nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Stoltz. I always think this guy is Eric Stoltz when I first saw really? it. Really? 
Don't you think what the orange hair he looks like? I Eric don't Stoltz? know who Eric Stoltz is. Just go images. Oh, okay. This yeah. guy. Yeah, but no. Yeah, I see it. I like the colour of her hair here. I was thinking of dyeing my hair that colour. What do you think, James? Really? Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm down for it. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, you lose your blonde bombshell look for the summer, or you're going to wait till winter to... Yeah, I might do it in winter. Yeah, go for it. See what happens. Um, so, so, Moulin Rouge, we've seen Nicole Kidman's nipple, we've seen David Wenham playing a woman, Yeah. Toulouse the track walking around on his knees, <laughs> John Leguizmo, chaos. It is chaos. And who's playing, um, I forgot his name, who's playing the big jukey guy? Jim Broadbent. Is um, it, you mean the head of the Moulin Rouge? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and he's also played something else. He does heaps of stuff. He was... Um, yeah, he was in a... He's quite funny. He's played something recent. He played something in Bridget Jones's Diary. Yeah, he plays the father. Yeah, he? but he's played a few funny things. Um, He was in Iris with, you know... Yeah, with Kate Winslet. Is that that? Yeah, and um, Dame Judi Dench. Yes. Oh, that's interesting. Richard, was it Richard Roxburgh that studied economics? Yeah. Yeah, I did borrow it. It's pretty cool. But, um. Sorry? Broadbent. Broadbent. Is that how you pronounce it? I don't know. Oh, we've lost the Mont Rouge page. Well, that's probably my bad. Okay, great. So let's go down and see what he's done. Oh, he's done millions. Okay. Oh, Harry Potter, maybe. Yeah, I haven't seen Harry Potter, so I wouldn't have Young seen Young Victoria. Him. Have you seen that? You guys? No. Um, Narnia. Yeah, okay. Hot fuzz. Yeah, I have seen that. Who's the Vera Drake. I've seen that. I don't remember him. And he was in Bridget Jones. Haven't seen Vanity Fair. Oh, drunk, Bright Young Things is the drunk major. It's pretty funny, is that? Bright Young Things, directed by Stephen Fry. Iris, as you said, Moulin Rouge. See, now we can't hear anything because there's no music. We're only getting the music through this channel. So yeah. Don't get it. I don't get it, Sonny. 
And if you don't get it, I've got no hope. How about you talk for a bit and I'll try and... I've got another idea to fix this. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> so, James, you said you don't have a favourite film, but what are your top films of all time? Um, it's probably... Oh, man, I don't know. It's probably... Uh, Strictly Boring. Yes. The Empire Strikes Back. I haven't seen They're it. They're my two top ones. And then, uh, you haven't seen The Empire Strikes Back. I'm sorry, I haven't. Blasphemy! Oh, what's happening? I'm rustling through a bag of cable connectors here. If you want so, to you're saying the one that's walking on his knees? Yeah, so that's John Leguizmo. You know John Leguizmo. On the right-hand side? Hmm. That would be horrible to do that whole film like I that. I think, I'm not sure, but I think possibly his legs are in blue, you know, blue or green socks so they can edit it out with special effects. Yeah, yeah. But he's a normal heighted person. That's bizarre, hey? Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, you can kind of see in the shot how it looks funny. Hmm. Must be horrible. Would you ever do that for a role? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Be fun. Would you do anything? No. No. No, not anything. But if I had to be on my knees, yeah, why not? In more ways than one. Oh, stop it. <laughs> Do you think the story would actually be good, the actual story they're trying to describe here? Mm, possibly not. But back in the day, it would have been epic. Yes. True love. The greatest... Singapore is to be loved, to be loved, to be loved, return. Is that the theme of this thing? Yeah. It's nice. It's strictly boring. It was like, don't be scared. Feel the rhythm. How did, um... It was like, a life half-lived is a... Yeah. A, li- a life lived in fear is a life half-lived. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I've got people calling. Um, did you... Have, did you ever hear how Nicole felt about making this film? Because it looks like so much fun. Yeah, yeah. It'd be hard work, but... I think it was a lot of work because she had to learn how to sing and all that stuff and they had to record all the music before they even started filming because then they just lip-synced, I think, during yeah. the actual filming. Um, so it was a long movie to make. And because, like, I think because Baz Luhrmann's style is so much intricate that he does changes heaps in editing so that they have to re- come back and refilm or redo some of the voices and stuff. Yeah. But just the way the movie sort of flows between the Moulin Rouge and where they live, back and forth, back and forth, the whole film, it's mm. pretty epic. It's like you're a little ghost that flies around following what's happening to the people.
So does it still light up like that during... Yeah. yeah. I've got a photo. If you check me out on Facebook, I've got a photo in front of it. Uh, I went like for the full Parisine look. It's a bit obsessive. So what were you saying? What was your thoughts at the end? Was $300 worth it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, So it's $300 every day. They must be breaking it in. Yeah, and apparently I don't think they pay the dancers that well and they... um, (laughs) treat them not that well either but it would be fun well that's more than like that's more than it costs to go like Cirque du Soleil yeah and with the but special but they're the chickens. only Moulin Rouge they are yeah, the yeah. Moulin Rouge you know mm. it's, it demand meets so it was sold out you meant yeah no. yeah of course crikey I don't think I've ever I never I don't think I ever went there. I've been to Paris quite a bit. Oh, well, you should go next time. It's in, like, the dodgy. I don't think I could ever fork out $300 for something like that. Why? I just feel like I'm being ripped off. Well, yeah, you probably are, but it's worth it. Because what's really... It's not justified, but it's still amazing, and it's an experience. One of the most common bits of trivia is that... When they're standing on the elephant, it's they're all in harnesses because they've you know they're all freaked out the actors will fall off and die during the filming. Oh, and so they've had to use all the special effects to you know rub out the harnesses while they're on. Huh. How old was she when she did this film, Nicole? She's not that young, is she? She must be, what, 35 or something? Late 30s, maybe? Yeah. That's good. Cole Kimmon's 42 now, and um, this is made, what? Said 01. Yeah, 10 years ago. So, oh, she was 32, so she was pretty, pretty young. Leave all this yesterday. <laughs> you know, I was seeing, they were talking about Melissa George the other day. Yes. And she's still not that old. How old so is she? So she must have been really young when she was back on Home and Away, because that seems like 20 years ago. Yeah, she would have been 16 or something. Younger, 15. And there's a few Australian actors doing all right for themselves at the moment. She mm. just married a director, didn't she? Yeah. Seventy six, so she's thirty three. Yeah, so she's still fairly young. She's as old as Nicole was when she made it. Yeah. Perf kid. I wonder where she went to high school. Artistic roller skating. Isn't that cool? Well, she's a roller skating champion. Um, do you rollerblade or anything like that now? I have done. But, um, my mum used to be a... <laughs> a... Speed professional skater. roller skater. 
Well, not semi-professional. Or artistic. Yeah, artistic. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> that is... Amazing. Melissa George dropped out at, of school at the age of 16 because she won at one of those dolly modelling competitions. Hmm. I saw her naked when I was a kid. Why? Because I think she posed a Playboy or something. Huh. That was when the internet was first on. She was one of those first people that, you know, had all their pictures from Playboy scanned, put online. And I was mm. like, whoa, that's that girl from Home Alone. Although I don't, never watched Home Alone, so I only heard about Neither it from, did like, I. the news. Where did all it the go? Logies and stuff like that. She went to Warwick Senior High School. No way. Warwick. Did you go there? Did I or would I? I didn't go there, no, but um, good on her. And I don't think Melissa George is in. <laughs> Sorry? <laughs> in Moulin Rouge at all. Yeah, you know, we're just bringing her up because she's an Australian actor. Would you give it up? Give it all up for um, a poor guy if you if you had a chance of marrying the Duke. Um, depends if I loved him or not. Mm. Not just because I felt sorry. You wouldn't for marry him. the Duke and then try and keep the other guy on the side. No. Just have both worlds. No way. <laughs> I couldn't do that. Some girls could, but I couldn't. Yeah. I look around and I see it isn't so. Oh no. Do you like love songs? Uh, sometimes. I think they're beautiful. I like sad songs. <laughs> you like sad songs? That's not I good. I don't know. I find like happy songs are too cheery for me. Fair enough. This is what people have told me. Looking at my eyes, she's like, oh, your music's really sad. So you're saying they're see, they've in got harnesses. harnesses. Yeah, and they've had to digitally take them out. Which, I mean, they do in kung fu films all the time, you know? But yeah. And uh, where was the elephant? Where is the elephant now? I don't know. They probably tore it down. Unless they more, maybe Baz Luhrmann's got it in his backyard or something. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? But this is on a stage. All that sky's been put in. Mm-hmm. So James, are we live now? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So we can, you guys can listen in. Great. <laughs> Send us an email, jimrish.fm at gmail.com. Tell us what you want to hear I doubt us talk about. Is actually but theory people could. Forever and ever. I actually like this version of the song better than the original. Is it David Bowie? We can be heroes. Yeah. yeah. 
and they mix it in with I will always love you. Always. Oh, it's so nice. What? Facebook's down, maybe we know one's listening. It's not working. I'll have a go. We can bear us forever and ever. I've always wondered what this meant, the scene meant. What do you think he's crying about? Just because it's true love? Maybe or he maybe wants he has to be a broken loved. heart and he, and he just has to drink it away. It's a mad thing. Do you think this whole reflection device is good? Could they have just not done without it and him looking back? Um, I don't know. You have 23 friends online. Yes. Yeah, so they should be listening. Who's. Maybe this person's listening in. Oh, maybe. <laughs> Oops. What? So, what are your some of your favorite news, Natalie? Um, it's hard. We were to talking about this earlier, but yeah, we never we really got an answer out of it. Well, I said monster. Oh, that's right, yeah, monster. But it's not really my favourite movie. It's really hard to say your favourite movie of all time, isn't it? I don't know. Because you watch it a lot, or is it just like you think it's the best movie in terms of like so well made and that kind of thing? Well, no, I just like Charlize like Theron in it. One of the greatest movies I think is like Gallipoli, but it's so horrific that I don't think I could ever watch it again. Like, yeah. It's true. Cut me to my soul. I have seen Monster quite a few times. Mm. But it's pretty horrible at the same time. Do you like romantic movies or comedies more? Um, I like true stories. Or you're more of a TV person? No, I'm not really a TV person. I like films. Mm. Some TV shows I you like. You like true stories? Yeah, I like yeah. true stories. I love the fact that it's real. Mm. Or an extension of the truth, at least. <laughs> Have you seen The Aviator? Um, Leonardo DiCaprio. I don't Kate, think so. I may Kate have. Kate Blanchett. Yeah, I don't remember it. 
I've seen lots of films that I don't remember. Mm. Oh, this is where the, the lie comes in. He's so happy. I wonder what actual Parisians thought of this film. Yeah. What has this Australian done to the Moulin Rouge? Yeah. <laughs> I know that apparently some of them, when Sofia Coppola brought out Marie Antoinette, some of them booed. Oh, really? Because they like they, they trivialized. They thought she trivialized her Marie Antoinette story. Fair enough. Have you seen the little movie, movie Little Children? No. Kate Winslet. Yeah, that was one of my favourite. That's probably one of my top five. I'll have to get it out. And we'd have no idea what's going on here because I've forgotten. What are they talking about? Oh, she wants to. He wants to rewrite the story. Why would he love? Why would he fall in love with the poor man, not the rich man? Because he doesn't see the value of. The oh shot no. is so like um, that shot there is so out of place. Although it's pretty cool. Yeah. Looks like someone just walking by with their camera. Yeah, which it wasn't anyone's point of view either, was yeah. it? Maybe it was just a pickup in the film. Uh oh. So we're just watching the bit where the Duke. Is suspicions are getting. Yeah, he's uh, about to catch Nicole. And, and the head of the Moulin Rouge is going to go. You uh, hooking in. Crack down. Oh, they're so in love. She has another fit. When she gets Panic sick. Because what is she sick with? Consumption? Is that what yeah, it's called? Yeah, STD. It's not an STD. Huh? She doesn't die from an STD. She does, isn't that? I think she dies Let's of... Google that. She's coughing up blood. It's like a disease people used to get back in the day. Yeah, because she's a prostitute. Consumption. Yeah. It's like tuberculosis, but not... Oh, maybe she is. I always thought it was an STD. Well, if we look for Moulin Rouge. And an archaic name for the pulmonary tuberculosis. But she does die from. We've, no, no. With the apostrophe. Oh. Because this movie has an apostrophe. I have to get it right. Don't forget. Why does it have a apostrophe? Because it's Moulin Rouge! It's not just Moulin Rouge. <laughs> Righto. There you go, see? Boom. I, mean, I just want to see... Where's the story? He didn't say... And then she dies. Consumption. Yeah. She's dying from consumption. Why do they call it consumption? Because it consumes you. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, it's just tuberculosis. 
attacks the lungs but can also affect other parts of the body. It's spread through the air when people have the disease cough, sneeze or spit. Most infections in humans result in asymptomatic latent infections and about 1 in 10 latent infections eventually progress to active disease. It can kill you. Well, there you go. Oh, oh see, maybe, see, if you have HIV. Oh, they wouldn't have had HIV back there, would they? No. That's only came on in the 80s. 80s. See, there you learn something every day. I thought it was an STD. She was dying. Lucky I was. It changes the whole thing. The whole movie. Attention during the film. I thought she was just because fun. Fun. No, lucky I was paying attention yeah. during the film. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if they had. Did they even have STDs back then? Oh yeah, they would have been STDs. They've been around forever. A lot dun, of. Dun, 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 dun. People used to get STDs then. What was the? Cool, it wasn't even that long what ago. What was the cool STD back then? It would have been was like Henrik uh, Ibsen. His plays had to deal with it, right? I'm not sure what the syphilis. That's syphilis, yes, that's right. what it would have that been. That was the cool one to have. Yeah, <laughs> oh, see, I thought she had syphilis. That's what I was thinking. She had. <laughs> well, I guess that would make sense. Then maybe you and McGregor would get it, wouldn't he? And the Duke. Mm. Or maybe she wanted the Duke to have it. So this is a Madonna song, like a virgin for the very first time. Yeah. So was this filmed in Paris or did they? No, it was all filmed in Sydney. Was it? Pretty much. I think some of the reshoots were done somewhere else, but maybe in Spain somewhere. But probably in a studio in Spain, not you know. Yeah. Are you a Madonna fan? Yeah, she's alright. Like uh, just her or the music? Do you like the music? Music. But I mean, I'm not a massive fan. But it's fun. Poor little Nicole. Dying. What's your favourite Nicole Kidman movie? Um... Let's get a list of them up, shall we? Was she in... Days of Thunder. 
Okay. BMX Bandits. I would say... Batman Forever, Dr. Chase Meridian. I would have to say... That Moulin Rouge would have to be it. Yeah. I did like... um, What was the one I just went past? Practical Magic when I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> um, Shine. Yeah. Oh, she was just a cameo. I've never seen To Die For. Have you seen that? No. I did see The Hours. I wasn't too impressed with that. It was all right. That's Cop- what she got the Academy Award for. Yeah. It wasn't that amazing. Or was it the nose thing? Maybe she got for the nose. She just got nominated for... For the nose. Shiny. <laughs> for wearing the nose. What was that called? Cold Mountain was good. Fur. Did you have to see Fur? Stepford Wiseman. No, I did no. not like Stepford Wise at all. Mm, yeah, it was not my cup of The Golden Compass, that was good. <laughs> really? Have you seen that? It's a kiddie film. Yeah, I took my nine-year-old brother to take see it. I wanted to see that. Mm. Apparently the guy who wrote that wrote it purely because he hated all the Christian symbolism in Narnia and so he wanted to make his own version about all the Christian symbolism. Oh, okay. But I, I don't that's I've read that. Someone probably told me that when they're drunk and I don't know if it was true or not, I never looked into it. <laughs> Do you like Narnia? It's alright. I used to read the books when I was a kid. I think my favourite's probably Eyes Wide Shut. I never saw it. That is like an amazing. That's probably my top five as well. Really? Yeah. What's so amazing about it? Um, it's just the world he creates with it, and I think Nicole, K- at least Nicole Kidman's acting in that. She could have should have got an Oscar for that. Mhm. So, like, you know, I for that in that movie, I stopped believing she was Nicole Kidman. I actually believed she was her character that she was playing. Mhm. Uh, which of these big stars is pretty? I think is important. I mean, I like a performance here. It's not particularly... Oh, yeah, it's good for the movie. It's yeah. not naturalistic, but it's in keeping with the style yeah. of the film. Yeah, there's nothing bothered me about it, except maybe some of the notes she hit were a bit funny. But interesting. Oh, really? I don't know. Didn't you find out some of their singing I'm not together? a singer, so um, I wouldn't know. It all sounds fine to me, unless she's really out of tune, which she's not. Why aren't you a singer now? Um, because I'm not very good, and I've never had any training. Oh, <laughs> uh, you just take the stage of the uh, karaoke? Yeah. Can't deny that. That's true. Some karaoke never goes astray. Imagine editing this movie, you wonder how many cuts there are. Billions. Have a trivia section. Ozzy Osbourne was originally going to play an alternate version of the Green Fairy, which was an old sitar playing man. His voice is still used for the guttural scream when the fairy turns evil. No way! Well, there you go. Interesting fact of uh, Ozzy Osbourne. My 
grandmother's cousin is friends with him. Oh, really? Yep. Do they have any stories to tell? Not really. They go to their house for dinner still. Not so much now that they're famous and stuff. Catherine Zeta-Jones and Heath Ledger were contenders to play Satine and Christian. Oh. Hugh Jackman was a cage. Hugh Jackman what? Was a possible choice. Really? Jake Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal? Did anyone know ha. who he was back in 2001? No. What was he doing in 2001? Like the Donnie movie Dark. was shot largely at Fox Studios in Sydney, Australia, with no location filming at all. Yeah, see, yep. told you. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. There you go. Various tricks were used to make John Leguizamo's legs appear shorter. He walked his knees in the special leg braces and wearing blue socks so his lower legs could be digitally removed. Huh. Nicole, I remember that. She fractured two ribs and injured her knee while rehearsing a dance routine for the film. Hmm. That's interesting. The movie was launched in Australia to an audience of just 250 people in a small country town called Taree, 200 miles north of Sydney. Baz Luhrmann grew up out just outside of Taree where his family owned a gas service station. The 250 tickets were sold at a local pharmacy. There you go. That's right. nice of him going back to his roots. Yeah, keeping it real. It doesn't seem very Australian, but I guess he so is. He's now made Australia, all right. Yeah, but he doesn't, does he? Oh, you go. Tara Maurice, the lead from Strictly Ballroom, briefly makes an a prostitute in, appears as a prostitute in the opening sequence. Ah. So I think, and I think Tara Maurice was in a show with Christina Anu, but maybe I was wrong. Go to Tara Maurice. Let's go read about her. Huh? How many? Nicole Cat Stevens would not like his song Father and Son. Oh. Cat Stevens. He, He's my favourite musician. Also. Cat Stevens objected to the sexual content in the film. Yeah, well, he's gone all Islam now. He's called Yusuf. He's not even called Cat Stevens anymore. Really? Yeah. Why? Um, I don't know. He's probably just freaked out. Who does that? Cat Stevens. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> you know, each their own, but... I think if you're the greatest musician of all time, you're allowed to do that. That's what I say. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's cool. In this scene where all the gentlemen throw their hats up in the air, all the hats were suspended on fishing wire. Awesome. I don't like this ending. <laughs> so does it say anywhere how many cuts there are in the film? No. Um, no. Mm. 
Yeah, that's true. The song Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend mentions four jewellers, Tiffany's, Cartier, Black Star and Frost. Gorham and Harry Winston. I thought that was funny because isn't that like advertising? <laughs> uh oh's drama. <gasps> He's revealed too much. Oh man, Moulin Rouge dancers really wore split knickers. Did they have split knickers when you went saw? No. And they didn't do that because they wanted a PG ring. Oh, what did I just do? I don't know. Argentinian. So, what's you coming up to say to him here? I think she's trying to distract the situation, saying, You're my only one. Trying to seduce him. We shall go and work on this in my private. And now you and McGregor's gonna creep out. He's like, oh, I'm a desperate guy now. You know she's wearing a wig. Really? Yeah. I guess the thing with, in a lot of cases in films, actors are wearing wigs because they, if they especially have to dye the hair, they don't want to have to keep on dying because it's bad for the hair. So they end up just wearing a wig. Mm-hmm. Even for the most mundane haircuts, they get a wig. Yeah. Do you ever wear wigs? Do I ever wear them? <laughs> yeah, recently when I was filming. No. Have before. In plays, actually. Mm. Not in films. Do you find them comfortable to wear? No. <laughs> They're horrible. Yeah. <laughs> so I think if you, if someone made a comfortable wig, you'd blow the world's mind. Like, everyone would just be wearing them all the time. And that looked believable enough, you know? Oh, not even that. Believable, just comfortable. People will be like, oh, that's the style, you know. <laughs> and see, so now she has to promise him that no matter what, we'll always be the true lovers. She's born in Tasmania, Tara Maurice. Yeah. Did you think she was good in that? That movie? Sorry? Did you think she's good in that? Who? In Strictly Boring. Tara Maurice. She's the main one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A lot of people generally like her. But I thought it was okay. She's I'm prone to like it. She's a good transformation. She hasn't really done anything since, though, has she? Hmm. You think we're coming up to the tango? 
Yes, this is the greatest scene in cinema history. Oh, she has done stuff. So who's this woman here? I don't know. She'd have to be one of the main characters, right? Gary McDonald plays the doctor. Marie, would it be Marie? Carrie Walker? Yeah, let's go to that. Ninety four has made it a bit old, you know. Should have been fifty when she filmed. Yeah, she looks older. Maybe that was Jim Broadbent's wife, Marie, or partner. The tango. The tango. It's a mystery who that woman is. In the special features on the DVD, they've got this, um, this, and you can watch it from every camera because they shot it from lots of different cameras. This scene. Okay. None of them have photos. Drugs and I love this song. In general or this version of the Um in general. Dangola mm. Roxanne. I love like just the choreography of this scene. Yeah, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I just don't get many scenes like this in cinema. No. Look at the muscles in her body. Mm. It's pretty amazing. Man dancers are super muscly. I've discovered that over the years. Yeah. Don't try and punch them in the stomach because they have rock hard abs <laughs> and you hurt your hand. Mm-hmm. 
It is pretty amazing. Don't deceive me. Nelly's googling who does the tango and Moulin Rouge. Come on, someone's gonna tell me. Who is she? It's irritating me. I think I knew at one point. I think I've I thought I've looked this up at one point. And I can't remember who she was. <laughs> you can see it's filmed in anamorphic by the lens flares there. You can see that what? See how the blue lens flares? That means it's filmed in anamorphic with anamorphic lenses. Okay means it's a classy film <laughs> they have money yeah if you don't see this flares the movie is not classy that's the difference that's why it's so thin on the TV Adding comments has been deceived. Whoa, the wind's picked up. Just as the wind picks up in the movie. There's our friend Richard again. Now he's going to reap her. The reap of the courtesan. Okay, I'm going to try one more time to get some audio back. Okay. Excuse us while we go be quiet.
no luck, James. No, I still don't know who it is. Is it not Natalie Mendoza? Mm, could be. Is it the shortest list? One got here next to Christina New, Caroline O'Connor. Yeah, that's who it is. Caroline O'Connor. Yeah, I'm sure of it. Oh, stop it, James. You're good at all these. Uh. Just Google here. Okay. Cool. Roxanne. Okay, we should put the sound back in. Ah, did you know Bombshells by Joanna Murray Smith was especially, especially wrote for Caroline O'Connor? So she's an English-Australian singer and dancer. Oh my god, that's it. She's born in 62. She's from Lancashire in England to Irish parents. She trained at the Royal Ballet School in London. Yeah, mm. you can tell. I How old she, was she when they made this? She was almost 40. Yeah. She was still pretty damn fit. She also played on Broadway as uh, Velma Kelly in Chicago. Mm. Yeah, of course. Um, that's probably why they cast her. She looks very much like a Velma Kelly. Um, this is, a, you know, one of those things I wonder in real life. I bet you these courtesans were just like prisoners, really. Yeah. They would never have such a good relationship with. Oh, yeah, it would the be horrible. Pimp. So Caroline Connor was the girl, the, the girl on the tango scene. Yes. The woman. Her character's slightly evil, but then redeems herself at the end, doesn't she? Who, Nicole? I know, Caroline O'Connor's character. Like, she gives away a clue that, ooh, they're spending she... a bit too much time together. She whispers in the Duke's ear about it. Oh, okay. Sorry, I missed that. And then maybe later on the song she helps out. Kind of like... She's very similar to um, the... Liz, is it Liz? in Strictly Boring. Okay. I want to dance with you. If Ken Rawlings came in here and said, Ken Spiff has broke both legs and I want to dance with you, that would be the greatest thing ever. <laughs> Ken Rawlings. She does look like quite a hard woman, doesn't she? But in that photo there, her Wikipedia photo, she looks all right. Hey, you know, do you watch Dancing with Stars? No. No. Sorry. Why? 
Well, you know Sonia Kruger from that. Yes. She's the host. She was... I know. ...the hot girl in Strictly Borum, who yes. never really had any lines. But Sonia Kruger, at least on Dancing Stars, is pretty funny. She's quite charismatic. Yeah. They didn't give her any... Like, she's got, like, one line in... I guess she's just playing a bimbo in that movie, but... Well, I have something embarrassing about that. Uh, I said to somebody, why have they... I didn't know who Sonia Kruger was at the time. It was when it first came out. I said, why have they got this girl here to do the host? She's got massive shoulders. She's clearly not a dancer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Turns out she was in Strictly Ballroom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she uh, was actually quite a good dancer, so... Uh, I've only seen a few Sonia. episodes of thing but she is a way better host than she's quite funny like she's a lot better than um daryl who should just take over from is it daryl from hey hey is that it? yeah <laughs> she's just do the whole shebang shebang there it is nina legs in the air so it was her that's a character nina legs in the air ninny 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 legs in the air Oh, Jim Broadbent gets his song. The show must go on. Is this one? Yes. The show This song's pretty epic as well. That's just a door from the shed being opened. <laughs> Guess you can hear that at homelessness. This song isn't on the soundtrack, is it? Maybe. They probably can't even fit the whole soundtrack on a 74 minute CD. That's no. the problem with old technology. The show must go. Because I had the soundtrack to this at home and I love it. I just listen to it over and over again. Yeah. And this is it on it. You sing along in the car? Yeah. Actually, not in the car because my car doesn't have a CD player, unfortunately. <laughs> I do have... I think the only one I've got is that your song with Yoram McGregor. Yes. Now, we're talking about Nicole Kierman's favourite songs. Did you, uh, movies. What's your favourite Ewan McGregor movie? What made you decide to like him? Um, let me tell you. Can I have a... Um, he's been in a few. He was in that Beatrice Potter one, wasn't he? Oh, right, with, um... Renee Zellweger. Do you like Renee Zellweger? Yeah, I think she's good. A lot mm. of people don't like her, but I think she's good. Some movies she's good, and some movies she's just like so annoying. Train Spotting. You like it? Yeah, it's very good in it. It's a good film. It's horrible, but it's good. Mm. Um. Oh, he was a Frank Churchill in Emma. Yeah. He's... Brassed off with Tarek Estrella. 
Velvet Goldmine, is that? He gets naked in there. Well, he gets naked in everything, doesn't he? He's like the Kate Winslet of the Yes, genre. Miss Potter. Yeah, I think the one that stands out for me with Ewan would be uh, Train Spotting. Have you seen The Island? No. Scarlett Johansson, directed by Michael Bay. Good old Scarlett. Yeah, it's kind of hard to watch this film without any sound. <laughs> <laughs> so apologies if we're being a little bit boring, people. But We can't re-quote the lines like, oh my god. Yeah, we can't, because we don't know what they're There's saying. There's no subtitles. We can hear the music. But no audio. Don't do it, son. Maybe it's, it's probably a setting of the Xbox, maybe. Maybe it's trying maybe. to send it as surround sound, so we're just getting the music channels, not the audio. Ha! Ewan McGregor was born in Perth. Really? Yes, but not Perth, Western Australia. <laughs> it's in Scotland. His mother was a teacher. And his father was also a teacher, but a PE teacher. Mm. His mother was a that si- his mother's sister or his auntie was actor Denise Lawson. Let's go around the family. Oh, lipstick on your collar! Did you ever watch that? No. I got the soundtrack for that. It was pretty epic. I remember. It. I should. Yeah, I should watch that again. Find that song. Dennis Potter's six-part BBC series. Okay, so he's... Is he married at the moment or they broke up? Go to the bottom and see Dagger to two. So he married a lady called Eve Mavrakis, a French production designer whom he met while filming a guest appearance on the British television series Kavanagh QC. McGregor's brother, Colin, is a tornado GR4 pilot in the Royal Air Force. Well... Oh, they've also got an adopted child from Mongolia. They've got two biological children as well as an adopted child. Yeah, McGregor uh, refuses to talk about his family in interviews because it's private. Hmm. So you think they're still together as far as you know? Yeah, well, he's really a... Very private. See, it is possible to be a private actor if you want to be. You just have to go to effort to do it. Yeah. I think that's the, that's the reality, isn't it? Like, 
people like to give out their personal lives because it helps put them in their magazines and stuff yeah, and that exactly. gives their publicity exactly gives them more access to the movies and stuff this is good I like this bit Maybe there she is again. Yeah, there we go. Caroline O'Connor. Maybe this is what you've got to do, Natalie. You've got to start a blog that's like the exploits of Natalie Reese. Pretend <laughs> it's by somebody else just to raise your profile. And that's the yeah. scandalous elite <laughs> of yeah, Perth's West Side. <laughs> just like Gossip Girl. This is cool. Do you watch Gossip Girl? No. Not my kind of show. This song here that they're singing is so weird. I wonder if it really was like that. They all wore these white tie suits. I guess women wouldn't be allowed to come to this show. No. And it really did look like a whole audience of people wearing penguin suits. She's very tall, Nicole, isn't she? Hmm. That was always a problem. You see, Tom Cruise divorced her because she was too tall. <laughs> he was too short. Oh, he does do it well. Sorry, I was talking about Richard Roxburgh looking really seedy. <laughs> I think you're like Baz Luhrmann. His fantastic scenes of. Just imagine the costumes for this. They must have cost a fortune. Hmm. Well, I think uh, yeah, Baz Luhrmann's wife, Catherine. Catherine something. I'm not sure her last name. It's not Luhrmann. Luhrmann. But she won the um. <laughs> no, it's not. She has uh, kept her own name. She won the Oscar for this. I think it's the only Oscar they got possibly. Oh. This movie. So she costume design. Yeah, yeah. She does it for all these movies. I think he made this movie just for her so she could do all these crazy costumes. Mm. I've heard rumours that she is actually just the ghost director and they put Baslam's name on because, you know, men get further. Oh. But really, it's Catherine doing all the work. It's probably true. What is that? I should know her name. I've got Google here. Catherine Martin. Okay. Let's have a look at about her. She's from Sydney also. Let's read more about her. She's doing great gutsba. Interesting to see what they do with Great Gatsby because there's some scenes like the wastelands. I wonder if they deal with that where they set in contemporary times or the 20s. Mm. She met Baz at NIDA. So Baz went to NIDA? Yeah. They have a son. And a daughter. 
Maybe that's why they didn't make a movie between Moulin Rouge and Dean because she was having making babies. Mm. There she is. Aaron, you know, is always Aaron McCann, who's been in Jimmy Shreven before, is always constantly going about how Basmans, he's got to be gay, right? He can't possibly be straight. Yeah. Must be just a sham marriage where she's just there for to try and show that he's uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Hmm. Well I've heard. No one could be this flamboyant and be straight. Right? I've heard Just from the sources. Oh really? Yeah. He's had some trysts with some young male dancers from Moulin Rouge. I think he doesn't look straight one bit. <laughs> What was her name again? Catherine Martin. Martin. Oh no, the gun. The show must go on. Do it. Not great improv. Particularly attractive. Not that that matters, but <laughs> you know, it's like Hugh Jackman and his wife. What's going on there? Well, is it Deborah Lee Furness? I think when she was younger, she probably was. But he married an older woman, didn't she? Yeah, she's. When they got married, she was probably like a smoking hot. And women don't age as gracefully as men. Yes, they do. A lot of women can. That's just your well, perception. Oh, okay, fine. So you think if you got Brad Pitt, if he married someone his same age, he yeah. would be just as hot as Angelina Jolie, possibly? Yeah. He's ugly now anyway. Hmm. You're not a Brad Pitt fan? Well, no, he used to be, but he's got ugly and, like, he's wearing weird stuff and, like, plaiting his beard. <laughs> she is quite pretty, yeah, back in the day she would have been. <laughs> back in the day? That's true. So she hasn't aged gracefully. She's not an example. No, she looks good in that photo. Looks like a little devil, doesn't he? Hmm. That looks like a wig. Have you ever wondered if someone stopped and said you said, Okay, I can tell you as a fact that you have met the devil. Yeah. Do you think you could pick someone? Like would someone spring to your mind? It's like, oh No. Because there's no such thing as the devil and I've never met anybody that inherited 
inherently evil. Everyone is bad for a reason, you know? Hmm. What? Everyone's bad for a reason. Well, they are. No one's just bad because they're bad. Hmm. They're bad because something's bad happened to them. Okay, I see what you mean. You don't think anyone's just, like, selfish to, like, I want what I want. Yeah, but the so reason why things. they're like that is because they've been taught to be like that by their parents. Okay. Or not been taught anything at all, being neglected. Yes. Correct. Her voice isn't that bad. No, but you can just tell that she's not, you know, a singer like this. Doesn't have that same strength as if they got like an actual professional singer. Yeah, then they wouldn't be able to do everything else, would they? I guess so. You know, Come Up With Me was like the only original song in the whole thing. Huh. Everything else was taken from bits and pieces from something else, I think. Such an interesting trilogy, the Red Curtain, Red Curtain trilogy. Do you think that was his intention at the start? No, right? I don't think so. They're too far apart. Well, I mean, it's just, but they're he's still they still have the same you know characters. They're so similar, and yet they're so completely different to Australia. Like, yeah, you can tell that they're anyone looking back. You know, with the benefit of hindsight, it was like, well, it totally is this um, trilogy. (laughs) The Argentinian...
He's a narc. Is he? He's got narcolepsy. Is it where you just fall asleep? Yes. The narcoleptic Argentinian. <laughs> and this scene here is somewhat similar to Strictly Ballroom, where they're like fighting over the power cables to put the music back on. Yeah. And this is someone shooting each other. He's disgusted and he walks out. No, but then he sees the gun. Ooh. <laughs> Boom. Whoops. Oh, the gun goes flying out, doesn't it? Hits the moon or something. Oh no, the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy. You think it's going to be a happy ending. Yay! They're in love and they're happy and... Um, um. sad when you watch this you cry movies no although I have when I've got older mm. but um so like the time travelers wife had tears in my eyes when I watched that mm. um sister's keeper uh, a few tears there but yeah not really I'm not the crying kind Do you think you become more emotional as you got older? Yeah, I think so. I never used to be when I was a teenager. Mm. I think I've noticed that as well. Somewhat. Yeah? Mm. Maybe because you've experienced more, I don't know. You have more context for different things. Yeah. It strikes a chord of something from your past. That's the only problem with this movie. It's kind of a. That's why I think Strictly Born is my favourite because Romeo and Juliet and this movie have kind of bummer endings. Yeah. Strictly Born's like, oh my god! I'm in love! <laughs> Let's dance! <laughs> Uh, you're an actor, Natalie. What would you like to play? What kind of movie would you like to be in Moulin Rouge? Yeah, I think a whole range. What are the range. kind of movies that you would like to I would do? love to be in Moulin Rouge. If you could be in any movie, what would you like? I think Moulin Rouge would be so much fun and I think I'd be really good at it. 
<laughs> despite the singing bit, but if Nicole can do it, I can do it. Well, she has lots of training. Yeah, if someone taught me, I'd be all right. And, like, swinging around on that thing, because I, <laughs> I can dance, so it'll be all right. Yeah. Not that None of the dancing that she does is particularly hard. Have you ever done hard. circus stuff? Well, I don't know if I told you this story. Did I tell you this story? I think Maybe. I did. In yeah, Berlin, so. I did, um, I met this guy. And he you were was in an, Berlin? Yeah. In Germany, okay. And he said, I met him on the train for two minutes. Oh, he wanted to take you fire. No, he said Please. he was an aerial acrobat. Oh, right, yeah. And I said, oh, cool, I've always wanted to do that. He goes, oh, well, if the opportunity comes up, I'll let you know. What's your last name? I said, Reese. He goes, I'll look you up on Facebook. I said, oh, I'm only here for three days. He's like, oh, yeah, well, I'll let you know. Then he sent me a message the next day saying, uh, do you want to come do some aerial acrobats in the park tomorrow? <laughs> I was like, okay. So I did some aerial acrobats, and I was quite good at it. So what does that involve? Um, do you know, like, what silks are? You, They're, like, big basically oh, right. bits of yeah, sheet yeah, yeah, that yeah. hang down from the thing and you roll yourself up in them and swing on them and stuff. I think they did it. You know, we went to saw Image in English's theatre. Yes, yeah. yes, it was in that. Um, so I, I kind of did that and, yeah, obviously I didn't get to the advanced level because I was only doing it for an hour or something. Yeah. But it was great fun. I could do the splits in midair, like, with my feet wrapped in each end. Yeah, yeah. That was good. Cool. Except I was you very sore. thought about coming as circus performer. That's what he said to me. He said, you should go back to Australia and join. <laughs> I said, uh, maybe. Man, some people are really into that stuff. Like, Yeah. It's fun. I think I could, I think I've got the potential to do it and the body to do it, you know, because I'm quite supple and stuff. But, oh, um, yeah. <laughs> I would still have to work at it a lot. Yeah. And I've got the dancing background a little bit as well. Windmill part of the story. Now, when you these blades go past in the movie and you go past it, it just goes <laughs> the whole cinema rocks. Like, yeah. Like the guy from um, A Beautiful Mind and all this stuff on the wall. Russell Crowe. Yeah. Do you see A Beautiful Mind? Yeah. It's good. Who played the wife in that? I forgot. Don't know. I don't know. I know um, his best friend was played by. His best friend Jennifer Connelly is his wife. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she was Paul Bettany, he played the best friend. Who also was with Russell Crowe in Master and Commander. Mm. Well, that's it. Here we are at the end. Thanks for listening in, guys. Yeah. (laughs) 
hope you had an entertaining time. Um, unfortunately, you know, next time we do this, we hope that we have sound, so we can, we can quote. We can kind of uh, talk about the film a little bit more instead of just listening to the music. Hey, I'm sorry, Luke. You know, it's, it's experimental. The first time we've ever done it. Yeah. yeah. So we're getting there, you know. I just got this TV and set up. You know, who knows if it's going to work? It's amazing that it even we were able to even watch at the same time. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. So, um, thanks for listening in. We'll see you next time. If you have any uh, films that you'd like us to watch and critique, <laughs> just uh, send us an email at... jimmerish.fm at gmail.com. Yes. Our website is fm.jimmerish.com. Drop by, leave a comment... Correct our mistakes that we've made. Be a bitch if you want. Yeah, we're more than welcome to take any criticism. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We need it at this point. (laughs) Um, I wonder if anyone actually tuned into our live feed. It would be interesting. Wow. um, I've got a a whole new system which is just barely working at the moment. You know, in like five years' time, we might actually be able to just do a normal show where you just click a button... And it just all comes on, and you have to worry about it. So, what are your thoughts on Moulin Rouge? Best movie you've ever seen? Oops, sorry not, about that. Not the best movie, but um, definitely a good movie, a good film. Very enjoyable. That's what it is. It's enjoyable, and it's beautiful. And uh, once you, now you're motivated to go out there and sing your own songs, get the soundtrack out, and sing along. Yeah, I'm gonna go re-listen to it. You know. Hey, it identified as as a music track hmm. on your Facebook. Anyway, that's enough inside baseball. We'll catch you around. Thanks, guys. Kids. See Bye. you next time. Bye. <laughs>